welcome to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krause. I co-founded InventRight with Stephen Key over 21 years ago, and we've been coaching and mentoring inventors ever since. We've had students in over 65 countries, and we couldn't do any of this without our amazing coaches. We have 12 coaches, and Scott Putnam is one of those. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Andrew. It's good to be here. Scott, you've been with us for a long time. You're really one of our senior coaches. Um, we want to talk about a few fears that people have, right? Mm -hmm. um, you and I were, were talking about that. And you have an interesting background. In addition to have been an InventRight student, have been an InventRight coach for quite some time, you also had a, another life before InventRight. I barely remember it. <laughs> what were you doing? Yeah, so I, I taught for a few years and taught overseas and um, taught uh, at the college level as well in um, linguistics and English as a second language. And, um, and some of that comes into play with coaching. You know, we have a lot of students from all over the world and, um, you know, English may not be their first language and there's a lot of hesitation about are companies going to understand me and, you know, what, what, what if they don't and is that going to be an issue? So we're able yeah. to coach through a lot of that stuff. So let, let's give the real skinny. You know, your students, our students, they're reaching out. What are the concerns they're having with English being their second language? And um, how do you address them? How do you help? So our audience, you know, because not everybody's going to sign up and become a student of ours and get coaching. So if people are working on their own and English is their second language and they're concerned about their accent, or their ability comprehension or ability to relay concepts. How do you deal with that with your students? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, a lot of it comes down to making the student feel comfortable with the whole process of it. Um, a lot of the fears that I see are not so much about the accent per se, because, you know, Everybody loves cool accents, you know, whether it's Italian or whatever. Um, but it, it, a lot of the fears come into play more about um, not wanting to make a mistake or feeling like they're marginalized because they're either foreign. So some of it's not that they're as concerned about our companies, you know, our people I talk to are going to understand what I'm saying, but am I going to be seen differently or in a different light? And it's really not the case. Um, sometimes it is the language if they have a really thick accent or they really struggle with the language, um, we, we can talk through that, but usually it's, it's more stories that they're kind of making up in their head about yeah. how they're going to be perceived. But can you share with people our approach, the fact that, um, sell sheet or video is quite often doing a lot of the selling. And so that's the way we set things up that they don't need to pitch really. Yeah, and, and we talk about that a lot in the coaching is is that it isn't like you're in the boiler, you know, in the boiler room scene and you're just, you know, you're on the spot and you better not screw it up. Because <laughs> you're right, a lot of it is the sell sheet and the video do a good deal of the heavy lifting for you. Mm. So we create a clean sell sheet that's understandable. People can look at it, they get the product, they watch a short video and it's just, and a lot of times we get a professional voiceover, so it's not even the person using their own voice. Right, right. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of voiceovers. Um, takes the video to the next level. And mm -hmm. so more of the, the talking piece, 
they do get to start in the shallow end initially, you know, when we talk about those first calls and how those go, you know, because it's usually, I, I describe it like you're just the sell sheet delivery guy. That's all you have to think about. Get to the right person and ask permission to send the sell sheet and then you sell it. That's usually, the, or send it, that's the end of the conversation, mm -hmm. usually. You get a so that, few sentences asking if I can send you the sell sheet, whether that's via LinkedIn or via the phone or asking is the right person. It's not, these aren't in-depth conversations in order to get your sell sheet in, are they? No, no. It's similar to ordering a pizza or checking on a car repair or something, you know, so. Except you yeah. need to be a little bit more persistent. You might need to try to reach out four, five, six times before they try different yeah. ways, things like that. So, For sure. So when they're so does that put people at ease when English isn't their first language and they realize they don't have to have an in-depth conversation in order to get interest because they're just getting permission to send the sell sheet or video? Does that help? It it does, yeah. That helps a lot because I, I describe it like we're going to start in the shallow end of the pool here. You know, we're not going to just throw you into the deep end. And so, and I've even done it where I've done some practicing and coaching calls. You know, why don't we just practice? I'm, I'm the company, you call me, and let's just go through it a bunch right. of time. That is huge. That helps so much. So like, oh, this is so much easier than I thought. Mm -hmm. I feel They feel comfortable with you. And yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great that you do that with your students. Um, so knowing that you don't need to give this big pitch. Um, now, you mentioned that people, like, they're making all sorts of progress. People where English is their second language and other people too in general, this is just a general thing. And then they come to the calling and they kind of freak out. What, mm -hmm. what are they freaking out about? What's that pep talk sound like? Um, yeah. how do you, how do you guide people when they, when they freaking out about finally reaching out? Yeah, it's, it's really a good question. I see it a lot. You know, in the beginning, people are super excited about their product and they're making great progress and they're moving everything forward. And then it's like, okay, we're here, we're coming out of the locker room, we're getting ready to get on the field and you know, you're gonna start calling companies and then it's kind of like, they just sort of put the brakes on. Well, not only that, I mean, you, you say you're, you're a locker room analogy, getting out and getting on the field, but the stuff that you did before you call is very different than the stuff you do when you're calling. You know, so it's, it's all new and um, it sounds like one of the ways that you, you practice with the students over the phone so they can, okay, that's not hard. I can do that. So they don't have to practice themselves. Um, yeah, they should. It's a great, it's a great strategy, you know, just to, just to make them feel more comfortable doing it. It's sort of the part of the process that you go from behind the scenes to now you're, you're getting your product out there and it can feel risky. What if they don't like it? What if they rip it off? You know, there's a lot of different fears surrounding sort of bringing it into the light. And so we talk about, I always talk about the strategy, hey, your product can stay safe and sound in your computer, in your mind, but that's, that's the only place, it's never gonna go anywhere else. It's stuck. You, you, so have, it's, you have to show it to companies. You, you do. Yeah. And, and it's a good thing, you know, we know not everybody's gonna say yes. That's just part of the process. We only need one and do you, do you get people that want to be really timid? I'll just reach out to this one and then I'll wait. Uh, do you get people that say that? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I think there's this feeling, you know, because we all have our favorite companies are the ones that we would really like to license to mm -hmm. the most. And, you know, and then Ben and I would talk about, well, let's, it's a numbers game. We got to get, you know, 
a good list of companies. And I like to have them start with the smaller ones first. I use the pyramid analogy, you know, start at the top with the smaller guys, work your way down to the bigger guys because you'll get some practice, you get better feedback, they're easier to get in touch with, you know, all those reasons for starting small. And it's also kind of starting at a shallow end just for people's comfort zone because it can feel a little bit scary getting it out there. But once they do it and they get a taste of it, it's like, it's awesome. It starts moving quickly. I remember eons ago, Steve and I used to actually advise people to make a list of companies for without actually even having a product and just ask permission to send your, I have a product that's a good match for your product line. Can I send it to you? And of course they say yes, and then you never send it. And then it makes people comfortable. I think that's extreme. I wouldn't advise people to have to do that, but we used to do that back in the old days. I, I think I was one of your students when we were doing that. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It actually helped me though. It, it was like, especially the first few calls, just actually picking up the phone and calling a company and talking to a real company, mm -hmm. and just asking questions. It was, yeah. Yeah, you know, because all the earlier steps in the process, you know, you're looking at their project, you're giving them the path. Okay, for your project, you're going to go down here. And then they're going to do that work during the week. Then they're going to check in with you, right? And you're going to fix it up. Okay, it's, this 80, you're not going to get percentages, but this is 80% right. But you still need to fix these two things. You're still missing this thing. And it's just you and the student. And that they get very comfortable with that. And they're moving forward. They're kicking butt. And then, boom, okay, I'm, Scott's not going to be listening in into my call. I can prep with, but I'm, I got to push out there. You know, he's verified everything is right. So whatever I'm pushing out, sell sheet, video, what I'm saying yeah. is correct. You, you make sure everything, but it's still a little scary for folks. It, it is. Yeah. The other things that can really help is we have some, some scripts, some calling scripts, some emailing scripts. Uh, I have a cheat sheet that I send out because there's always the fear too. What if I ask a question? I don't know how to answer. So, well, great. It's probably on this list of Q and A's, you know, what, what you can expect, you know, when they, when they do ask, but yeah, I think that's what's really nice. You know, I think about our program, like you, we could have created a DVD and a workbook and just mailed that out to people and said, go get them, you know, tiger. But the one-on-one -on -one coaching, I think it's really something that sets InventRight way apart from, from a lot of other ways that people can do this. And a lot of people do learn the hard way. And I think what happens to a lot of people is they just get stuck because because of fear. Like, well, I don't, should I do this or should well, I do yeah, that? You, you can't look at a book or a video and ask it a question. It won't say anything back to you. And especially for, oh, but, but does it make sense for this scenario or what this company said? Does that make sense? And the one-on-one -on -one coaching, that hand-holding is the only thing that works. A lot more work. We have 12 coaches. You know, it's, it's a lot more work on our part and the coaches work part, but it's the only thing that works, it seems like. Yeah. It really does. Uh, I remember I mean, when I started, it was just you and Steven. There were no other coaches yet. And I, I don't know. I can't imagine trying to muddle through it on my own, which I guess I did before I signed up. But Well, I was, I was the coach back then. I was their only yeah. coach. And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't yeah. quite as intense back in the day. Now, every single week, you expect to book with your coach, email him anytime. It was kind of like, well, when you need it, you know, book an appointment. And I really like the format where the students are pretty much expected to book every week because they start to get off on their thoughts, don't they? That's like a whole other topic. 
you, you, you don't stay on top of the inventor. They, sometimes they, they start to go off on a tangent. It's like, whoa, we're going completely the wrong direction here. That's a wrong thought process. Yeah, or they, they go off, off the radar. And that's usually what happens when you get to the point of if there's fears that come up about calling companies and all of a sudden they stop booking, I'll check in with them and say, hey, I haven't heard from you. Where are you at? Mm -hmm. You know, I know we're going to start calling companies, book a coaching call. Let's talk through it. Right kind of reel them back in and really get them fired up to make those calls. Well, thank, thank you for doing what you do, Scott. You've been with us for a really long time. You're one of our senior coaches. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on and sharing your advice. I think it's nice people to hear from a coach, like hear things that our students come across. So that and it's not just if somebody wants to become a student, it's like, well, if you don't want to become an event rights student, here's things, problems that our students encounter and how we fix it. Either way, I think people will benefit from these videos. Yeah, I, I hope so. And I think part of it too, knowing that all the coaches were also students and we've, we've been in their shoes. We know what that, what the fears are and the questions and all that. Yeah. Uh, we've been down that road uh, many times. So it's, it's awesome. I love it. So I'm, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's great to get some coaches on and give people a chance to get to know well, what's really, what does that look like? Or what does that sound like behind the scenes a little bit? So yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it's a really cool behind the scenes look and everybody gets to know the coaches too. They're great advice. So, thank you, Scott. Thank you, everyone. Take care, keep inventing, and we'll catch up with you next time. See you guys. Bye. There's a great idea in each of us. It's truly magical to see it come to life. Sharing your creativity with the world has never been easier. We can help.